Although our skyscraping, movie streaming, and space-yearning species does a great deal to forget or recontextualize the following, we came from nature. Before we had words for crops like wheat, we still planted and sustained ourselves on it. Before we studied the mind and its stormy potential, we've remained subjects to anger, sorrow, and euphoria. And I reference all of this because of how modern people perceive selves that are still subsisting on an ancient pantry. At a time in human history where many of us have been asked to alter or reduce our daily tasks, those of us with the resources to comply feel the weight of those absent routines and pastimes. And that time, feeling idle, can spin the illusion around us that we're doing nothing. Or perhaps in our heightened concerns, that we're letting nothingness in, or becoming nothing. After all, the comic strips of these lives aren't shifting much between frames. The background images might not be changing at all week to week or day to day. For many of us, unruly hair might be our only compass with which to see time not in minutes and hours, but as a metric of change. You might feel stuck in a loop as a living fossil, sitting and doing nothing. But that isn't true. Whoever you are and whatever you're doing, I don't believe any living thing is capable of true nothingness. We're always pointed in a particular direction, bound to some habits through biology and variably aware of others in our behavior. Your life and its outcomes are a question of direction and velocity, both of which are present in any object or being which isn't to deny low speeds or troubling trajectories. I've always been fascinated by our misleading status updates that there's not much or nothing going on when asked about our lives. I'm not oblivious to the figurative language here, but I wonder if it doesn't gradually disrupt our personal perceptions and shared narratives of goings-on. The people we look up to and the villains we fear are not more inclined than others towards sudden achievement or atrocity. We typically learn about their altruistic adventures or dark descents once they signal from their respective peaks and valleys. I know that it's not flashy or compact, as many of our narratives and truths seem to require, but from where I stand, the world is a place of invisible, ubiquitous, gradual change and prominent moments of transition. I'm not here to tell you to do anything small or something great. I'll defer that encouragement until I've laid the proper foundation. Because the aforementioned individuals who seem large are made big by the momentum of small habits repeated over stretches of time and in spite of setbacks. But you've probably come across that widespread, fist-pumping, self-help notion before. I'll go a layer deeper to the idea that led me to write this down. The concept of nothingness is a human abstraction, but people are individual human realities. You cannot be nothing, you cannot do nothing. And though infinitesimal physics eludes me, I'm pretty confident that you cannot even find, observe, or contain nothing. From this impossibility, I'll return to nature. Within the animal kingdom, an untrained eye might view hibernating bears as slumbering emblems of stagnation. But it's an action of survival, resistance, and cellular patience to seal off a body in stasis to survive the cold and food scarcity. 
I'd look to the beds we seek in grass, the aromas we cherish in flowers, and the shelters, playgrounds, and paper products we make of trees. And whether active or passive in these examples, my point is that no other life form on the planet is capable of this cerebral concept of non-existence. There's a function to every fixture in this great chain of being, or within the simpler shape at the famous beginning of The Lion King. And I'm not asking you to see yourself in any particular light or to aspire for the sunlight in the hidden groves of the world. I just need to make it clear to anything and anyone who casts a shadow that the light cannot pass through you.